Hi everyone, just to let you know that this Pope uh, podcast is sponsored by Pope Premium Products. So halfway through you will hear a advert, so don't be alarmed. Um, just to let you know that there is some uh, paid promotion within this podcast. So enjoy the podcast and uh, peace out, motherfuckers! Alright. Thanks for tuning in to the Pope Podcast with me, Pope. Today's guest is a beatboxer, English teacher, poet, fucking skyscraper designer. He does it all and he also wrestles llamas. His name is Guru Music. Check him out on Instagram and all that kind of jazz. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast, you bunch of freaks. No, I checked out your video. Not saying I'm going to be a, like a vanilla interviewee, but I've got like a pint of milk <laughs> and an egg custard on the go, so nice. it's, it's pretty bland so nice. far. Nice. To be fair, mate, that's a lot more exciting than what I'm having. Uh, at the moment, <sighs> um, my girlfriend and I were going through kind of like a health kick. Yeah, so like we're doing, we've give well, we're trying to give up meat. Um, so it's Ooh, yeah, kick. yeah. So it's it's um, yeah, interesting is the word. Intra- interesting is definitely the word because obviously. I've, well, I've eaten meat all my life, man, and all this corn shit. It's like you know, it's confusing. It's confusing, and it costs like three times the amount for fake chicken. But you know, yeah, I think I once. My sister's vegetarian. I think I once uh, for joining in with Lent as a, uh, as a teenager. I did <laughs> yeah. once go entirely vegetarian for <laughs> that period, and it nice, was uh, nice. yeah, it was tough. I think there was less variety back then. I think that was uh, yeah somewhere around about the year two thousand. Wow. Yeah, you probably had like. Was, I don't know. I can't even think. Would you like it? Just it's just a sandwich. No, yeah. it's just sand. It's literally sand <laughs> yeah, yeah. or cheese. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you just have like, yeah, just bread. Could you have butter? I don't know. That's it's vegan, just isn't it? Slightly, yeah. slightly moistened bread. Yeah, mm. Mm. some form of spread on the bread. Yeah, which is probably pretty, just pretty dead. Yeah, to to bring it home with a rhyme. The spread. But yeah, I think. Yeah, the spread was probably just water. It's probably just like poured on. Just, it. just, they hose it down at the factory. It's <laughs> yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think since uh, since the lockdown, just in terms of having a a young family and trying to budget uh, and do things, I think we've given up um, variety. Okay. So yeah. yeah, we've got we've got a pattern of meals. They're good meals. They cook fresh, but they are repeated Amen. on a weekly basis. Hey mate, like fucking hell, I was raised on. No disrespect to my mother or anything like that. I love her dearly, but she raised me on fucking uh, baked potatoes, um, beans. Bit, now and again, you mix them together, you know, beans and baked potato. You know, whatever, man. As long as it's decent food, it's all good. You know, it's all yeah, good. I've started that. My, my one-year-old son has now discovered baked beans, and it's just oh, a... Oh, mate. It's a happy time yeah. for him. <laughs> and I've also discovered that you can... Um, that bird's eye have officially changed, so now you can actually officially cook a bird's eye potato waffle in the toaster. Oh, mate. See, that's always been a thing, Too, but yeah, not it's officially. It's always been a thing, but now they've acknowledged it finally. Yeah. They said, if you put it on <laughs> yeah. for a good long time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, it two, give it two dips in the toaster. Yeah, yeah. It comes out nice and soft, so I can just mush that up. And, oh, he's nice. just... He's in just, heaven. Face is an absolute... Oh, oh it's hog heaven for mate. him. Mate, to be fair, like, that is... The simple meals are the best meals, like cheese on toast. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cheese on toast with a bit of Liam Perrins on that. If you, you know, if you're a bit rich, which I'm, and I oh. never am. Um, but <laughs> you know, but yeah, man, sim- simplicity is the way forward. It's all about. Yeah, we've gone, we've gone full on. Our, our toasties, our toasty girls come out, and it's just, 
it's getting used pretty much daily at this hey, point mate. for lunches. Not wrong with that. Not wrong with that. Not be that. No, no. So how um, have you found the whole isolation jazz? Has it been? Because um, I, I, from what I gather, you are a teacher. Am I correct? I am. Yeah. There you go. So it it comes and goes in phases. I think one of the the, the nice things is as a as a maths department for us at school, um, we've been fairly well set up with websites which have online interactive lessons with yeah. them. Um, we're able to kind of set work, which is very much our textbooks all tie in with that. So oh, cool. in terms of setting work that matches <coughs> the curriculum and where it's going, mm. we've been able to do that. That's cool. Um, yeah. and I think engagement's been, it's been up and down. Some people super engaged, um, really trying, getting the most out of it. Yeah. Others, not so not much. So much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, um, uh, to be honest, I mean, it kind of ties into... Um, with me anyway and I don't know I know a lot of musicians and stuff they've been struggling so much you know to find inspiration and motivation mm. during this time so I think it must be hard and I'm sure you've just got some students who are just not bothered but I mean you know it it's a weird it was because it's coming back to normal now but it was such a weird time you know because mm. yeah I found it hard anyway to find inspiration and motivation to do anything you know yeah, I think in the first few stages, I, I had a, an, a flurry of kind of inspiration. I was just doing lots of stuff. I did a, a music video. I did a couple of like kind of music videos. Um, yeah. I was just really having a good time. And yeah, I think as the reality of it's kind of gone on <coughs> and we've tried to turn to other projects, tried to do some home improvement in our kind of afternoons and weekends. Yeah. Um, and it's just got harder to... to um, <coughs> Yeah, just keep the flame alight. Sometimes yeah, I think one yeah, yeah. one thing I've tried to do is I've set up a um, something of a, of a kind of open mic night on um, on Discord. Oh, nice! That's cool. Going quite well. <laughs> yeah, it's called like, I think called the Clip Server. Um, nice. So it's creative uh, creativity, looping, improv, and performance. So what we generally tend to do is of, of a night. I'm generally on about as you'll know right now. It's just gone eight o'clock, which yeah. means the two kids are hopefully. In bed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and staying and staying there, <coughs> mm. um, and that means that yeah, uh, what we usually do is put out a a word, a topic for the evening for lyrics, nice, um, and then some kind of either a genre or a BPM. We get half an hour, get until half past eight, and then we just go live and we um, cool. just kind of play to ourselves. Really, um, yeah. I've been coming. It's been in, it's been interesting to be able to come up with all sorts of different stuff. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A variety, a variety of pieces, genre styles. It pushes you out your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will. And the nice thing is that means at least once a week I am coming up with a new sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people like to do it as like routines. I mean, with the with Beatbox Loop Station, there's a big background of uh, of battling, mm. um, and it was quite a good um, starter for me last year because I only took up looping in like January 2019. All right, um, <laughs> and then. Got kind of lucky, and by the end of the year at the UK Beatbox Champion, UK Beatbox Championships. Yeah, fucking um, hell. Yeah, I I came second in the UK. Mate, fucking hell, that's fucking sweet. Nice. So nice. yeah, I'm quite I'm quite pleased with that. You should be. Jesus, well. nice man. Yeah, I, uh, I've done one of the on. one of the live tournaments since, and I came runner up in that as well. Good man. Um, nice. So and both the people who I've lost to, I feel comfortable in the fact that one guy, Frosty, uh, has gone on to be the I think. There was an online um, kind of world championship to try and book a, an, a live place at the at the live world championship. Okay, yeah. And Frosty won that, wow. so he's the current, uh, current online world champion. Hey, so man. lost to him. 
and um, Epos, who I lost to at Eastbox, is the current um, UK online beatbox solo champion. So Sweet. I feel like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, in, I'm in okay company here. So I think that's uh, yeah. yeah that's, to I'm be fair, good. it's like running a race and, and then coming second to fucking uh, Usain Bolt. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's... Or you know, or Paula Radcliffe, and yeah. she's had a wee on the yeah. way. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, but still, hey man, fucking I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, damn right. And to still say, a bit slippy underfoot, but yeah, thanks for it. Well, I think I heard your walk away. Is walk away on with the beatboxing, or do they all beatboxing? I can't remember. Every, I mean, pretty much every yeah, track yeah. I do is just um, <clears throat> beatboxing. So currently, I've got a. An in, it's an interesting rig, so I can do a bit of a quick audio tour through it. Do it so man. at the minute, I've got. Um, my my microphone goes currently into a, a Roland VT4, which is a voice transformer. This is my newest instrument. Yeah. Um, so it can, it can do, do several, several things. things. Quite a lot of reverb there. <laughs> I can pitch my voice up and I can yeah. pitch my voice down. Nice. And from there I can adjust. Um, <laughs> they call it the formant. It just it makes it go like this. So makes it go like this. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, it's good for stuff like that. Yeah. And you can mix it in with, let's say, some, some harmony. Um, and then and that, that could be, be turned up or down. Yeah. And if you fix the note within it, I can sing yeah. and change my note within <laughs> the chord. Which is quite nice. Yeah, there's, all, there's a bag of tricks on there. Uh, then I've got that going into a chaos pad, which can do uh, all sorts of things with my voice on the Frequency screen. There's like a yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like eight an eight by eight grid of squares. It's and then you just touch screen on that, and it just adjusts your voice according to whether you're moving up or down or left or right. Or you can do all sorts of that. That's fucking. Cool. And it has uh, sample pads on the front of it, <coughs> so um, you just kind of record yourself. Bell, 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 bell. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and that's just you know me going yeah. and after that it's going into the RC505 looper where there's just uh, um, all sorts of different effects you got going in effects going out um, and then you just can add loads of reverb to your voice and just have um that's nice Yeah, literally every single thing on there is. It started <laughs> nice. as my voice. That's yeah, man. So, it's, uh, there's a guy called is it Beardy Man? Beardy Man. Oh, I love Beardy yeah, Man. Yeah. Yes, I've seen I've seen him live. Have he you? Is, uh, yeah, he's incredible. Uh, he's he's yeah the Godfather of it. I think. Yeah, he's, he's, um, in terms of UK, there's him and Shlomo. Yeah, I feel the guys uh, Dub FX and yeah, yeah, just brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, what a lot of people because I I'm not big on my bit beatboxing stuff, but you know I know bits and bats but after watching Beardy Man and shit it, it made me appreciate how much this guy knows about fucking music you know diff- like oh, yeah. you know his musical knowledge is just and, and it's it, it, the same with a lot of like decent and I, and I need to you know decent hip hop artists <laughs> I'm not talking mm. about you know 
what's it called, Trippy Red and people like that. But anyway, uh, you know, they know a lot about music and music theory and, and like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, yeah. It's, it's definitely um, definitely a fucking awesome thing to do, to be able to do, you know. It's uh, hats off to you, man, for being able to do it. Cause... It's, and it's the nice thing of just being able to kind of, imp- well, if you want to just do something, you can just improvise yeah, something, yeah. you can just put a beat down. Yeah. I'm not the world's greatest beatboxer. Um, I use some different kind of effects to help me. You heard I had a filter here earlier. Yeah. If I just um, with that filter, if I gonna like, get the hi hats, I can adjust. Yeah. I can just just a little tweak the sounds of the voice. And if I'm trying to do a kind of bass drum, um, that one, this one, <laughs> yeah. um, put on like a, a, an octave lower a voice, and then a little filter. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And it just so yeah. without this, I'm yeah, I'm not the I wasn't not the world's greatest beatboxer. I'm not really a beatboxer. Just a kind of uh, a vocalist <coughs> and ranger who well, I mean, got slightly lucky at the UK champs. Yeah, nah, I, I, nah, mate. Now nah, people are able to see through that shit. People who <coughs> know about the craft and stuff. I've had people stand up in their spoken word battles and shit like um, you know, poetry slams on that, and you can tell that they've just fucking ripped shit off the internet or you know, cheat not cheated, but you know, kind of you know, used other people's words and and people are like nah. We we see we see through it. So definitely don't put yourself down, man. I think I think um people in that craft would definitely be able to see through if you were cheating. And I think yeah, <laughs> there really is a place there's a place for everything because yeah. um I think one of the main things I come in it slightly differently. I think a lot of people who get into it start as a beatboxer and yeah. then think, Well, how can I turn this into like a often that's about kind of one minute or one minute thirty second routines. Yeah. yeah. And then they think, well, how can I expand that and make that into a kind of three-minute routine? Mm. I'm coming at it as an idea of how can I take a full song <laughs> and how can I create that in three minutes? Yeah, that's a good way of looking so at it's it. Kind of like, yeah. It is different because rather than kind of like building and yeah. adding to it, yeah. I've already got the idea in my mind and I'm kind of working backwards and think, well, yeah. how would I build that? And on stage, you have to build the entire thing live. You can't go anything anything pre-recorded. Yeah. You go in, you're adding your drums, your bass, your effects. You want to try and find some way of hiding or masking what it is that you're trying to drop. Yeah. And then bring it to that point and then just, you know, yeah, yeah. Laying, laying it down. And it's it's brilliant when that when that happens successfully. It's a yeah. lot of effort and prep- preparation, which at the minute with, um, yeah, two young children <laughs> and half a patio yeah. is somewhat lacking at the minute. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's really, really impressive when it comes together. There's yeah. so many examples out there of like, uh, yes, I mean Beardy Man, um, yeah. not as a battler, but as a creator, just yeah, be able yeah. to instantaneously create things. Yeah, insane. It's like when you watch, um, I don't know, top of my head. You know, people use like launch pads and and shit like that, but but they have, mm-hmm. you know, the hi hat programmed in the, the bass uh, drum, every individual instrument, and then they'll use that same layout as it were to create so many different fucking things. And it's yeah. you'll be able to do it on a whim. Obviously, they practice to a certain degree, but there's certain things you just can't practice for. Um, mm. You know, yeah, it just it gives me a new. When you watch people do that shit live, it gives you a new appreciation to it. Because I mean, if you sent me something that you beatbox to or, or a track, yeah, I'd, I'd obviously appreciate it. But to someone who's not um, into beatboxing or doesn't, you know, hip hop or something like that, it'll just sound like yeah. an electro, just a track. But it's yeah. kind of when you when you peel it back and stuff. So I think I think that's where live music has still got the. Um, 
got the edge. Yeah, I, think got the one, edge. I think that's one of the things with, with looping, why it's particularly got an edge. And one of the reasons I want to get into... Um, I was looking this year to hopefully have started busking by now. All right, yeah. Um, I've got the business cards ready, bought myself a contactless card machine. Nice. And then a the small matter of a global pandemic coming along. <laughs> um, but one of the nice things about looping uh, and why I think it, it's so popular... And, and, like, I mean, essentially I'm doing what the same as, like, an Ed Sheeran would do or a... Uh, um, other looping artists, Katie Tunstall, for example. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's similar to that, but I'm just using my voice to build up the tracks yeah. and more of more effects naturally because I'm trying to create yeah. uh, music, not just uh, a simpler beatbox. Yeah, but at the same point, you get to see the song being made. You get to see those nuts and bolts because yeah. everything has to be made live in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that in itself is quite appealing mm. to. If you hear something, well, you can't appreciate that. But if you have just watched it being built layer by layer, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you get it more. So yeah. I think there's there's something quite immediate about that. Well, it's which, it, I, which I like. Yeah, and it's pers it's it's personal as well. Like um, mm. it, spoken word night and all that kind of shit. Sometimes they do, uh, you know, they come up with a word and they'll say similar thing to kind of what you do. You know, like you come up with a word and then you've got to create a piece on that. But you kind of get like two minutes or something like that, and you've got to kind of freestyle it or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes you fall flat on your ass <laughs> because you just haven't, you know, you just can't get into it. But then every now and again, you come up with something that's kind of like, oh, where the fuck did that come from? Or you see someone come up with something, you can see the audience going, ah, oh, that's that's impressive, you know, because it shows the talent within those people doing it. Because I mean, anyone, anyone can fucking create a decent sounding track these days, to a degree. Yeah. To a, well, to a degree, you know, they can't, might not be able to produce it themselves, but they can send it to someone that will. You know, so yeah. and what's the difference when it's on Spotify being played out your speakers? No one gives a shit, you know. So yeah, definitely. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I was, was going to try and do that tonight because I thought I'd just get like a quick little looping riff going, just try and improvise something. Yeah, man. Uh, based around what we're doing here. So yeah. um, what was it? I'm just going to make sure I've got my um, go for it, bad. Show, show you shit. Do it. Yeah. So what I normally do is like I'll have something like this. Uh, just you can hear that at the minute. Yeah. I usually have that p- playing in my oh. ears. Mm with the track off, so I can just hear a tempo that gives me something to record to. Yeah. Um, so the minute I can hear that, and I'm just going to do this to my voice. Oh, not that. 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 Oh. P-O-P-E, interviewer, I'm the interviewee. 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 I'm the interviewee. P O P E. Interviewer, 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 I'm the interviewee. Thank you. 
So yeah, wow. just yeah, yeah. Fuck me, good shit, good shit. Had a wrong, one effect in the wrong place there, which kind Mate, of stymied me for a bit. To be fair, we worked it again. Though it just shows building shit from nothing, you know, and that's that's fucking that's what it's all about, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So what? Absolutely. So what made you? Um, what made you? Were you like into hip hop? Obviously, you were into hip hop, but like, were you into? Did you start rapping, or did you start music producing, or did you just like singing, or how did it was how did, what principally? Was... Yeah, it's it's interesting. <coughs> I kind of fell into fell into it by accident. I think what I initially wanted to do, I've been in bands for a while. Uh, one band in particular, abandoned her. We've been going for about ten years. Yeah. Uh, played a load of gigs around Leicester. We've had uh, EPs out, singles out. <coughs> you know, the kind of little, um, you know. Playing quite a lot of covers as well, doing lots of weddings, yeah. but had a, had a quite a good name for ourselves. And then there was a, a breakup within the band. It just uh, it kind of simmered down, mm-hmm. um, and I, I was just thinking then, what can I do to have more musical independence? Right. And I just yeah. thought about like, well, I want then to have. I, I can create a lot. I can play a lot of instruments. I can create a lot of sounds. Mm-hmm. I'd had a little loop pedal before, just a single one track one, just to kind of play around with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'd, I'd heard about the loop station and saved up and friends and family kind of chipped in, got it as a Christmas present and just discovered that you can just, effectively it's just like arranging a song, but you can just do it live on there. And I started doing a lot of covers and then, um, yeah, just kind of, just kept going from there. I, I did a cover which, uh, I did a cover of Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics, sent it in as a wild card to the UK Championships. Yeah got picked for the top eight and then I was like right I'm going to take this seriously now. <laughs> bought myself my chaos pad um, to add to that and it's just kind of it's kind of gone from there I think it's not so much like hip hop I, I appreciate it I just wouldn't say I'm like it's not the kind of main genre I think beatboxing is often associated with that yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm coming I'm from a different direction because my background is it's rock it's metal but also classical <coughs> choral um, I'm a drummer as well so I like to be able to put like put a beat together yeah yeah um, and I think it's just all those different things have just given me a bit of a different slant on it, really. Hmm. Um, oh, which has cool. been it's been good fun, and I, I think from from that, uh, it kind of means I've got all these different places I can go. I've got lots of different instruments, like I can probably just uh, show you from the on the screen here, or if I play it through. Oh, nice! I mean, there's like a ukulele just kind of <laughs> hooked up in in the background. Sweet. That's a that's a Father's Day gift. Oh, nice, nice, lovely. Nice, nice. Gotta love a bit of that. Yeah, man. Um, and like, there's I can I've got like three keyboards and stuff over here, and a variety of different things. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like an, an outlet. I've got lots of there's lots of different things as well because I started I, I do um, like poetry as well. All right. I've never done a spoken word evening, but I do. I write a lot of sonnets. I think that's my that's cool thing because I because yeah. I'm a maths teacher at the minute, but I actually I trained as an English teacher. Mm. Uh, initially, started teaching English, had an opportunity to do maths as well, yeah. uh, kind of get trained up on that on the job, and then that's kind of stuck more, more yeah. recently, so I'm teaching maths and music uh, at the minute, which is really nice. That's mix. fucking cool, yeah, yeah. Like, maths and music, though, it's, um, obviously there's math rock and shit like that, um, but my dad's proper into his classical, and so I introduced mm. introduce him to Tool, because Tool are, uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, time, the time signatures and shit in Tool are just fucking yeah, madness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm the same. I, I, I come from, um, as it were, a rock background, you know, bands and shit. And then a similar thing. I just thought bollocks to being, a, being in a band to rely on other people because people are all right on that. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes you can't rely on them. And at least if you let, if you can't do something or something doesn't happen, 
it's nobody's fault but your own, as it were. So, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, it's it's definitely I think a big driver behind a lot of um, musicians being self sufficient and self kind of being able to produce your own shit because you know if you can get good at production, then you know you can well you can put your own shit out and you know there's there's plenty of bands aren't there that or musicians that have made it as it were made it um, just from making shit in the bedroom you know so I think. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was just, I heard, I heard some Daniel Bedingfield earlier. Did you? Just like, I gotta get to yep. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the, uh, if you're not the one. Oh, was it? it? Was oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was just, yeah. It, again, bedroom production. And that's yeah, just even more prevalent these days, especially with the lockdown and yeah, yeah. the amount of technology that's out there. It's crazy. I mean, I'm kind of, in terms of that, I'm, I'm doing it slightly differently because I think a lot of mine, I like to not rely on production all everything i do i do live yeah uh, it's yeah. the same whether it's going into the computer and recording it put it on the internet but equally i can just take that out and i've got a um a battery powered speaker in the garage and we can just i can go out and just play in the street everything i've got yeah, runs yeah. on batteries or on battery packs that i can plug into that's cool so that's cool do you um so after you've like made you, your track or whatever do you mix it afterward do you put it into a d a d not really no i think no i don't do i don't do that i just what I hear generally is what just get, arrives on the computer. Right. Um, I've got a, a teacher friend uh, over in Birmingham who uh, is, well, name's Than, but he goes by Ogrogo Mixmaster. Does a lot of like okay. metal All right. mixing and mastering. Yeah. But he um, he said he just <laughs> likes to kind of master my tracks and yeah. keep, keeps me around as a kind of collaborator for that's all cool. these things. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, sometimes do like, I've done some lyrics for his friends. I, I, you know, I've done um, vocals and other bits is uh, stuff I'd be useful for. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. But yeah, stuff like Walk Away, the one you're listening to yeah, yeah. Uh, from earlier, that's that's been mastered by him. Okay. But the mix is just that was all all of that track was recorded in one take. Wow. That's crazy. That's yeah. that's there's just the all the instruments have got on they're on the looper <coughs> and all I need to do is just play and sit and tap things and at certain times just start and stop the tracks. Yeah, yeah. Or manip- manipulate them in terms of, there's like a vocal line which has like an octave. Mm-hmm. Um, effect on it. Yeah. But that that is it. The entire thing is is live. Yeah. Now that's cool. Can that's be cool. So I, I I quite like that aesthetic because yeah. I I just think it's there's something quite on, honest about it. Yeah. Well, and I, I yeah. have done production stuff before, but it's just yeah yeah. No, I mean I I do enjoy production like um but I still enjoy um bands like fucking at the driving like the early shit mm. just because of how fucking raw it is you know how how rough it is around the edges and shit and it and yeah. there's not enough of that these days Every, everything's clean everything you know is is perfectly produced and it just it, it almost feels soulless sometimes you know when you hear something that's too fucking clean it's, sometimes it's nice don't get me wrong it is nice when it's done well but i think mm. It's just very soulless, man. I, th- I think that's the case, because I listen to... And I'm now surrounded by... Because for me, I'm, I'm 34. Mm. So most of the people I'm competing with on the scene or meeting on the scene are um, early 20s, if not kind of late teenagers. So <coughs> a lot of them are into... Quite a few of them are into their music production, so a lot of that is electronic. Yeah. And I think when you reference uh, at the drive-in, a lot of the heaviness there... I mean, I'm thinking like One on Scissor <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in particular. yeah, yeah. The heaviness on that track comes from like the the power of the instruments and just the the energy, energy. they put into yeah, the performance. Yeah. Whereas if you're listening to electronic music, <clears throat> if you're listening to something that is is heavy or is is it designed to act like a big big hit on the drop, yeah, it's been designed that way. Mm. It's someone like twiddling something until they've hit the perfect kind of 
you know, yeah, bass. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same because I like I, I've gone through nearly every setting on this machine to know that if I want to do a good bass line, I've got um, <coughs> if I drop the drown, drop. <coughs> if I got that there, and that there. Nice. I know that works because that's, but that's going through about like four different processes mm. and it will sound good, but it's not the same as just attacking it all, just going from the yeah. drum kit. I think there's something about rock music that will always just be special in that way. It's yeah. where I just, I always just enjoy just going out and playing with us, getting behind the kit and just, mm. if I want to go louder, I'll just hit it harder. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, yeah. that there's a purity to that, which yeah. I, yeah, love. No, I agree. I like when you watch even, um, I think Plan B did a performance years ago before he got massive and all that shit, and it was um, of No More Eating For Them Now, I think it's called. Mm. Um, and that, to me, is still one of the most powerful, and it was just him, an acoustic guitar, and doing his... Because it, it is pr pretty much spoken word, what he's doing. Um, mm -hmm. But you could see everyone sat there. It was like the Brit Awards or something. Everyone was sat there. Sean Ryder was there, and, you know, um, sat there, and they're all just like, what in the fuck's name? But the, but the passion and the power... That he put in just from just strumming the guitar slightly harder or raising his voice more or getting into it more, you know, like with his voice and stuff was hitting people, you know what I mean? Whereas if you had someone who was just, I don't know, Lena Del Rey or some bad, I don't fucking know, doing the usual shit, um, what's she called? Fucking, what's she called? The, the big, big ass woman. Um, <laughs> what's she called? Uh, is this Lizzo? No, no, no. Uh, fuck me. I've got, I've, got, I've got a massive font. Spot Have you? No. Um, what's she called? My Anna Camp. My oh, uh, Card no, no. Card either Cardi B or Nicki Card Minaj. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Sorry, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, if she got up, you know, it'd be it'd be all right. But I mean, it wouldn't have the same. It's just that thing that uh, that angst of just fucking. You know, like Rage Against the Machine and shit. Zach De La Rocha jump. Oh god, I know. yeah. Oh, that's you know. That was when I was digging out the earth from the patio. Yeah. Straight back to Rage Against yeah. the Machine. <laughs> Get Battle for Los Angeles oh, yeah. was on. Yeah. I had the original album. Oh, I was such. That was one of the first albums I actually bought for myself really? as a teenager. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Battle for Los Angeles, yeah. and then I went back and then bought um, the other two yeah. as well. Incredible. Subtitled incredible. Man. Evil Empire. Oh my god, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And especially now, particularly <laughs> as like Black Lives Matter has just exploded. Yeah. And it's just that well, rage were there all along. Yeah, rage have always been, you know, they've they've been the band, the only band. Maybe there is others, but that have been basically telling us that the government are a bunch of twats for a long time. <laughs> um, mm. You know, and that's what got me into writing in that way, I guess. And you know, yeah. Dylan and people like that, obviously. But but yeah, with, with, in regards to the angst and the anger and stuff, it's just as I don't think there's any other band like Rage Against the Machine. That no, I would agree with that. That invoke that it, that rage, obviously. Because <laughs> it's it's the intelligence of it as well. Because yeah. it's not just yeah, yeah. as other bands have done. The kind of I mean, Cypress Hill did some kind of crossover. There's yeah. about like Head PE or yeah. others who tried that. But Rage had a mission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether this song is like this is about like the Zapatista movement. Yeah. This song is about this song is about Mumia. Mm. The everything has a direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I like, because you've got not only Zach, who is an incredible performer and lyricist, yeah, yeah. but then driving that, I mean, Tom Morello. Tom Morello, Jesus. As, <laughs> not, only, not only an incredible guitarist, but also someone said, oh, there's a Twitter post to him, which was along the lines of, 
Yeah, it's an, oh, I see another band of just selling out and getting all political. Mm. Well, I won't buy your music anymore. It's just like, and he said, well, you don't need a degree in political science from Harvard to recognize that our music is political. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you this because I have a political science degree from Harvard and I know this. Nice, nice. Yeah. Exceptionally intelligent oh, yeah. um, guy as well. But just, yeah, yeah that, that music is, that is, that properly stirs the soul. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I've always said, and it sounds weird what I'm going to say, but because I've never seen Rage Against the Machine live and this year mm. was the only time where I could afford the tickets to go and see him. Oh. Yeah, mate, I know. So obviously me and my mate and that were like, come on, we'll go, we'll go, right, we'll get tickets, we'll get tickets and then this shit happened and we're like, motherfucker. But yeah, I always said I would happily die in a pit to Rage Against the Machine. You know, it was like a, a send-off, <laughs> you know? Like, it'd just be... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah, if like bulls on parade kicked <laughs> oh, in, mate. I would nod so hard I would snap my neck. Yeah, to that. yeah, 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 definitely. And like gorilla, oh, gorilla radio, that was oh, that was just such an anthem. yeah. Well, I and the worst thing thing yeah. was I know at school as well. Some of the there was like about six or seven of the students who knew were going, mm. and I knew they would not. Let, I was just like, look, this isn't your kind of music, yeah. but you have to go and see Rage Against the Machine yeah. to say you were there. Yeah, definitely. I had some friends who saw them back in the day. Yeah. Like, oh, when was that? Probably about. 2002, 2003, and I've just, I was insanely jealous. I yeah. mean, there's some bands I've got to see a few times now. I've been able to see like Muse a couple of times. Nice. Always sensational. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of. If you enjoy good writing, are you a fan of? Have you heard of Ben Folds or Ben Folds Five? No, I don't think I have. No. <coughs> Brilliant. It's it's like imagine Elton John but more kind of punk. Okay. Uh, and like just an, an excellent lyricist himself. Yeah. Um, and he did uh, initially. He was in a trio called the Ben Folds Five, okay. which immediately is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, great albums, like kind of through the nineties. Uh, then he went kind of. So, he did one album where he just played all the instruments himself because he started out as a drummer mm. as well as a world class pianist and improviser. And he can do anything he puts his mind to. And he looks like brains from the Thunderbirds oh, as nice. well. So it's it's so win win like, to size. <laughs> the guy's like five. He's really? like five foot two as well. <laughs> but he's just this. <clears throat> Tour de force, and yeah, I've seen him twice. Nice. Once in Sheffield, actually, which oh, is nice. a really good night. Nice. Yeah, always, always, yeah, it's always good vibes up north. Yeah, so I know you're, you're, you're a well, I can say from the accent, yeah, yeah, definitely a northern, definitely a northern. Originally Lancashire, mate, but I, um, I, I, I came to Yorkshire, um, which all my Lancashire <coughs> family and that won't let me forget. Um, yeah, I've got you know, and my wife, my wife's from Bradford, so uh, oh, really? Right. All, all my, all my, my dad was originally from. Um, up like kind of near North Alton area. Okay. So I've got lots of roots in the Yeah, north. nice. No, no, the north is, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? But, um, but yeah, Rage Against the Machine. And who else? Have you heard of, um, oh, you've obviously heard of Immortal Technique. Have you heard of Immortal Technique? The no. name, but not, yeah. the, uh, not any music. No. Um, you've given me Ben Folds. I'll give you Immortal Technique. Immortal Technique. Immort- taken. Notes taken. Yeah, Immortal Technique. That guy's lyrics are fucking Jesus. Like, there's a song called Dance with the Devil. <clears throat> Do not mm-hmm. listen to it around Little Ends because it's graphic. <laughs> graphic, <Noted>. yeah. <laughs> but in, in, do you know when you hear people say, oh, it's, um, you know, it's poetry, and then you listen to it, it's like, ah, that ain't poetry. This guy can write like a bit like a Carla or a Kayla, however you want to pr- pronounce oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's, oh, it's sensational. <clears throat> like, yeah. You know, his vocabulary is insane and the way he puts stuff together and the stories he tells like naz the stories he tells and stuff but immortal technique yeah dance with the devil heavy the first time i heard that i was sat there and you know when you hear a song and you need to just sit in silence for a few minutes and just 
think about <laughs> what just happened. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I I reckon that'll happen with you. You'll just be sat there going, "What have I just listened to? How in God's name?" The story goes. I won't ruin the song for you, but it's that complex lyrically <clears throat> and floor wise that he had like a spare room and that was his writing room and he had little post-it notes and he said he started off with like a couple of post-it notes, you know, and then it took him four years, I think, to write this song. And by the end of it, there was thousands of, you know, post, just little lines and little, you know, that's dedication, man. That's some, that's some <laughs> to see that yeah, through, yeah, yeah. you know, but yeah, honestly, a motor technique, I think you'll, uh, You'll definitely enjoy. Check it. Definitely, I've got. I've got it up now. Yeah, Dance of the Devil's like the first one that comes yeah, up of the uh, yeah. Revolutionary Volume One. So I will get into that. Yeah. I'm starting to get me up more and more into hip hop because I think I've made friends with a. Um, there's a uh, New York-based um, kind of hip hop finger drummer, mm. which is he's a bit of a finger drumming superhero. Nice. He's got like um, an MPC. He wears a mask. Goes by the name Doc Brass. Yeah, I think. I think. Did you post something up about him? Not so more than likely, yeah. Because yeah, we, yeah. we, we, we checked would, it out. Yeah. We kind of started doing a podcast together. We have recorded one episode, mm. and then the uh, COVID nineteen hit. We haven't really got around to doing yeah. much else. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in there. It's yeah. in the works. Yeah, yeah. And we, we we like both coming at it from a kind of quite nerdy perspective. Uh, we decided we we wanted to do something around the idea of it being us being bards because we're quite into Dungeons and Dragons. That's cool. Yeah. Both definitely kind of like bard types. So mm. we went with unbard. Um, like it. As like the it. Uh, as the name for it, and it, it's a lot of things about discussing music and general, all all sorts of nerdy goodness. But yeah, he he got me into things like Dilla and some of the other kind of like hip hop stuff from the nineties. From I mean Guru as well, like yeah. not the way I spell yeah, it, yeah. three U's, but the actual yeah nineties hip hop artists. Oh, just mm. brilliant, brilliant mm. stuff. Yeah. So I'm trying to discover more. <coughs> More about the scene that way, yeah. Just by yeah, making friends. And that's it, mate. Hearing, getting, taking interesting recommendations. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. I mean, what I love—the only thing, in a way, that I love about social media—is you can connect with, you know, don't want to use the like-minded individuals, but you can, you, you <laughs> know, you can, you can connect with people in your kind of um, that would that would usually be in your circle if you live down the street or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, in your niche, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah, because I mean, the spoken word scene here in Huddersfield is not the the greatest, you know. So I mean, um, in Leeds, it's all right, and all the rest of it. But I don't know what what's it like near you. Like, what's the scene, as it were, the kind of. Um, be I've got literally no idea. No. <laughs> I know there is, in terms of, in Leicester, it's it's uh, there's definitely a scene. Yeah. So I know um, someone called it goes by um, Poet Man, sometimes Magic Poet Man. Okay. Uh, his name's Will. Also, he did uh, balloons for my uh, daughter's fifth birthday. Oh, nice! Because he's just a very talented man. He just suddenly went, "I'm going to teach myself how to do balloons," and then got really good at it. Crazy, crazy. Uh, but yeah, he does magic, uh, spoken word, all sorts. <coughs> he, he's cracking. I know that. Like then, I think like the head of English at the school I teach at also has done like spoken words. So she knew Will. There's a connection there. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of Leicester, there's there's definitely a, there's a good scene in Leicester yeah. music. That's where I've done most of my gigging. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of live halfway between there and Coventry. I don't really know the Coventry scene. Obviously, I know it's kind of heritage. Mm. And we did once have the uh, the trumpeter from the specials join us on stage. <laughs> Mate, that's fucking for awesome. For a message to you, Ruby. <laughs> that's, that, that that's was fucking it was awesome. A, it was at a wedding. Yeah. It was at a wedding, and like he was like um, a family friend. Mm. He invited to the wedding, and they were just like, bring your trumpet. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was every bit as good as you can yeah, imagine. Because yeah. we'd bought our own trumpeter. So they were kind of like they just went. You take high pot, and it was just yeah, oh. yeah, nice, nice. That was a great moment. Was it? Did, did, think, did you get? Um, were you on stage at this point with them? 
Oh, well, it was just him. And oh, right, I get you. Okay, right, right. I was going to so, say, um, imagine being on stage and just getting immense stage fright, but not because of the crowd, <laughs> but because of who you're on stage with. It'd be like if Marilyn Manson said, come on, do you want to do it? I'd be like, Jesus. You'd obviously do it, but you'd stand there and physically shit yourself doing it. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, the nice thing about stage fright is I think... <clears throat> One of the things that I have uh, an advantage with because I, 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 I had like singing lessons growing up. I'm classically trained. I'm a tenor. Yeah. And I used to do these kind of singing festivals, like singing competitions. Yeah. And be judged and like then try and get through into like other rounds and try and mm-hmm. like win. I, and I won quite a lot. I was a, a pretty promising tenor. Yeah. Um, I think at uni I just kind of let it slide. Didn't have lessons. Yeah. Did a lot of like Gilbert and Sullivan light opera. Met my wife um, through the Gilbert and Sullivan Society. Yeah. And that's my voice sounds pretty good doing that stuff yeah but yeah i'm just i've messed up on stage so many times it happens man yeah. before the age before the age of like 22 that now yeah it just doesn't bother me i'll yeah. probably mess up again i did during the final i'd run out of like at the uk championships i'd run out of songs mm. so i just made some stuff up and it was all right yeah that's it didn't didn't win but like yeah. at that point it was like half past 11 i'm in london and i work the next day so it's just like fuck it yeah yeah no i think same here mate like when i first started like playing guitar and shit in bands i was obs- i used to like not sleep before gigs and shit you know worrying like oh what if I, what if i play that chord wrong or what if i forget but nobody nobody notices nobody really no. notices you can cover it if you've got enough guile to kind of get past it and kind of you know mm-hmm. like at the last gig i played rookie mistake man i just finished playing guitar and then i pulled without turning down the um the volume on my guitar and shit Ooh. yeah i know mate I'm, rookie mistake i was chatting to the crowd and stuff and i was like and just pulled it out and, you know, yeah just and i was like ah oh! i was like oh shit you know but I then made a joke out of it and shit but but yeah it, but now you know i think it just happens and it comes with with anything done it is practice the more you fuck up the more it doesn't bother you you know it's yeah it's, it's one of those that's the case you know. and i think like you're in situations you realize that it's just kind of out of your control really yeah and yeah. and at, at like with a lot of the people that I've, I've been performing with in the whole beatbox thing mm. they do a lot of performing online i mean all the, t- the every week there's some form of battle going off somewhere That's cool. these routines yeah, yeah. one of the reasons i wanted to do my kind of improv uh well semi-improv um open mic night mm-hmm. was there just aren't there aren't things there's no there's no time limits there's no one like judging you afterwards it's not a competition yeah it's just so fun. it's just yeah, yeah bring bring something to the table yeah man let me know and, when you're um let me know when your next one is i'll jump on i'll bring costy i'll bring some other people and shit and we'll uh we'll we'll at some point next i think we're looking at the minute we're just building it with a small small base eventually there's a server called beatbox international which has got many hundreds of people i think on okay. it so that's eventually where we'd like to, nice. to end up on discord yeah, yeah. at the minute we're just we're just kind of trialing it. it's like a small group of no, fair play yeah. yeah 15 people on the server yeah but i think eventually we'd like to we'd like to live stream it and like get it out there to a wide audience That'd be i cool. think it's at the minute very much at the test play phase <laughs> yeah 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 no, fair enough man yeah yeah but, um, but yeah, i'll let you know I'll, like when we start recording and things i'll definitely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah let me know when man. it's kind of we've got a kind of a a listing in area because at the minute it's mostly just a load of people who all know each other yeah yeah just yeah, yeah. We, we'd be that weird the, the, that weird then weird people who kind of go hi and i was like who, the fuck, who yeah. are these Hello. guys <laughs> yeah, who are these this? we can't beatbox but we're here yeah <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's to be fair that's how i started it, so. yeah 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 but i've tried yeah, i've tried running, it's a running joke on the scene how bad my beatboxing is i'm not the only one who's it's pretty bad but i'm definitely like the bottom end now nah, mate practice just, how long have you been doing it a year 
Uh, well, at this point, probably about a year and a half. I just don't. In terms of the practicing, I just there's obviously the kind of main essentials of it. Just put being able to put like a kind of a. See, that's fucking awesome, but, man. Yeah. But that is that is compared to someone like I'm gonna. There's a guy called Dan Lowe's mm. uh, or D-Lo, uh, He goes by, and he's the. I mean, from the last time they had a world championship, he was, yeah, the world champion. Well, I think no, there's been a one since. I think it was, yeah. but he has been world champion. Yeah. And he's like early twenties from the UK. Yeah. Um and. When you hear his, his stuff, he can do, or someone like Tom Thumb, or I mean Beardy Man for that yeah. example. But yeah. that that level is just—it's crazy. I, I honestly don't kind know. of unobtainable at this point. I know I know what my lane is. My lane is just I can build harmonies, <coughs> and I can make I can make music kind yeah. of fast and and hopefully catchy. Yeah, I think that's my main thing. I just make tunes that people go, oh yeah, I remember it because it had a lot of people do instrumental stuff. Yeah, I, I always do stuff with mine's always got a hook, lyrics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you've got to find in, in anything. I suppose you've got to find your kind of your sound, haven't you? Because I mean, mm. you could get as good as Beardy Man, but and then everyone would be like, "Yeah, but he's not Beardy Man." Do, do, you know. Yeah. And and I mean, don't get me wrong; it'd be fucking awesome, right? You know, when you start having a pint with your mates, you just start beatboxing the order or whatever. But I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, so I think everyone's got to find the sound, and everyone struggles with it to start off with. But you found your sound early, so it's, it's a good thing, you know. Because I struggle, I struggle when I first did my spoken word, man. I struggled. I didn't know there was like a sound per se in spoken word. Mm. Um, you know, and the def- yeah, the different is because I know yeah. in terms of red red poetry, mm. it's it is different. Because I mean, yeah. as, coming up as an English teacher and as a poet myself, yeah. like, there's definitely a way to read something that is designed with meter and rhythm in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you read it flat, you'll miss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say because I bought, I've got a poem here, which is probably one of the favourite sonnets I've written. It's one I wrote. Um, it was about my daughter when she was um, she just discovered how to jump. All right, cool. For the first time, and we basically put down some little play-doh pots, and she was kind of jumping over them. Yeah, and she must have been about like in her twos at the time. Mm. And I just had this kind of like wonderful kind of like moments about like her growing up. And mm. go for it, man. Shoot. Got, a, got a mouthful of egg custard at this point. <laughs> but yeah, there's a certain poetry reading voice that you fall into. So yeah. yeah, shoot. When first I saw you clear the play-doh pots. A hurdle framed in plastic jumped with ease. I saw your strength in takeoff, bended knees, and thanked our stars for gifts that fate allots. A mother's love is framed in cheery smile, with father's spirit bounding to each task. In years to come, I hope we need but ask, and by your instinct comes the extra mile. Still, too much forward planning briefly lets a telescope reveal you far away, still clearing every hurdle in your path. Our daughter, toddler, baby, outward sets with confidence in stride, a gleam in play. I'm wet-faced, smiling while I run your bath. Nice, nice, very nice. You can definitely tell you're an English teacher, mate, and that's that, oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. a compliment, obviously. <laughs> but no, that's um, that's very good, man. It's very good. You've you got to get if you're doing like blank verse, you've just got to fall into that that pentameter and it, yeah. whatever you're doing, yeah, it's got to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. Um, I did. Um, I've done like battle, you know, spoken word things and shit, but it's strange because I've the first one I did, I was I, I did the, the thing of I wrote it down, you know, to remind me of, mm. you know, because I was shitting it basically. Um, and it messed me up more because you have a certain spoken word and with poetry, poetry, even the way you read it, you know 
what to accentuate, what word to, to land on, how to make yeah. certain words drag on and whatever. Um, and it's the same, obviously, with spoken word, but spoken word, I use a lot of rhythm and stuff and, um, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, the first time I did it, I tried to read it and it was just flat and soulless again because it, it, it felt scripted, you know. And I think, um, no, but what you just did, man, was very, very nice. Very nice. You should in, enter into some spoken word, man. You'd be good at it. I think it's just a matter of time, really. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of, it, it's yeah. one of those things. I'd, there's so many things I'd love to do more. Like at the minute, I've got there's music. Um, I'm I'm a cadet instructor as well at school. Uh, on the side, although yeah. Yeah, it's 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 all gonna that's gonna slightly off the boil since obviously physical distancing and not being in school is kicked in. See, there's music. Uh, I'd love to do just loads of things that more because I, I was quite lucky in terms of. In terms of school, I managed to get like a scholarship to quite a good school. Nice. Um, early, early on, in my kind of like what, seven or eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, got an assisted place to go to a private school in Birmingham. Nice. So I was I was surrounded by people who were often a lot better off than I was. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes uh, you kind of yeah, you learn the kind of the the classist right natures of things yeah, sometimes because yeah. you de- you definitely feel like if you're the poor kid. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, that's why I love like today kids at school are like oh, I don't want to wear the uniform. I'm like, no, uniform isn't. It yeah. can be a great equalizer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's got a uniform. On non-uniform days, I would stand out like a sore thumb because I'd be standing there in charity shop clothes. Same here, mate. Like, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I lost, I lost my dad in year eight. I lost my oh, my, my, my grand the year after, and it was just like, it was a really hard time. But school mm. was, school was great because there <laughs> I could just be, like normal yeah yeah, yeah blend yeah 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 and at home everything was just kind of yeah it was crazy but yeah i think having a having a place <coughs> like that where you just have friends and just you could be normal inside those walls yeah was, yeah well it makes yeah. you forget doesn't it T- to a degree it kind of yeah it, it's an busy, escape you, get, you yeah. get into things yeah and i buried myself into things i mean like every day from school i would leave at about most days i wouldn't leave school till after five right yeah because yeah. i'd be doing like clubs and and, yeah. and orchestra and wind band and doing plays and and all that all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. you just throw yourself into it yeah and that's kind of that's landed me in the situation now where as an adult i have so many like potential hobbies to dip into yeah 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 like um you know i've got a bow and arrow in the garage i just never get around <laughs> to using because it's just like that's cool. When am I going to find the time to do archery? Yeah, um, yeah. I know there's a club locally. I yeah. the time. That's and, cool. Um, and it's all the things with kids as well. It just kind of things just get away from you. So you got to kind of make hay while the sun shines. So I think that's why yeah. I'm kind of focusing a lot on the music. Yeah. 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 Um, Tired of being untalented? Tired of lacking the motivation or drive to become talented? Well, here at Pope Premium Products, we are happy to announce Pope. Tasty Talent Tonic. Gary used to be untalented, but now he is as talented as Kim K and Little Zan combined. So order your Pope Premium Products Tasty Talent Tonic today because you deserve to have talent. Pope Tasty Talent Tonic. And yeah, just trying to make the most of it, really. Well, I think... Excuse me. (coughs) Fucking hell. No, I think um well the school I went to was um it had race riots. <coughs> it was a it was a horrible school, man. But even then, even going to school knowing that you're probably gonna get into a fight that day, it sounds strange, but it was still it, all my friends were still there. 
you know, and it was still, mm. I still felt like I belonged in a certain group and a certain clique or whatever, you know. So I think, you know, I, I think, I, I don't know, because obviously I'm not a teacher, but it, a lot of these kids who look forward to school for that, just for that reason, you know, seeing their little group of friends who are like them, I bet they found it quite hard because, you know, if you've got a not a very not not stable but i mean if you don't enjoy your home life for whatever reason you know mm. during this covid thing it must be hard man it must it must yeah, be hitting I, people I think hard that's, you know that's the case and there's so many of them who just like school was where they see their friends yeah. and that's it, it's such a huge part of yeah of growing up taking away and yeah sure we, we are more connected now in terms of i mean it's, i mean in the early days of the lockdown i think were the kind of the, the peak times for you know We'd have like, um, we would see friends in Nottingham we'd haven't seen for a while. We'd just mm. have Friday night at the pub. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just nice to just be in the living room <laughs> and just kick yeah. back and we'd just have a Friday night like we used to do back like a, <coughs> a decade or more ago. Yeah. yeah when we yeah. all when we all lived in Nottingham. Then, yeah. And then we moved away after uni. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, and I think so many people. I mean, there was a statistic in the Guardian the other day saying like two out of two out of five. UK adults are lonely. Mm-hmm. Really Surprise pro- me. Prone, yeah. prone to loneliness in mm-hmm. this time of lockdown. Yeah. And then sometimes that's, it's tough. And even mm-hmm. it's just like, even with my wife and I, we're like, we are, we are like each other's best friends, which is a mm-hmm. nice thing to be. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's often the kind of like, yeah, well, I'm going to go out with the lads. It's just like, well, I'm going to stay in with my mate. And we're yeah. going to like, yeah, yeah, that's we're nice. We're going to watch yeah. something and it's yeah. great. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a brilliant dynamic. I'm very yeah. fortunate to have that. Mm. But, even so, you just crave adult company. Yeah, of course you do. Of course like, you we've do. Got some, yeah. We've got some good friends amongst the parents at my daughter's school, and just yeah, yeah. When you see them, I think we we kind of like thinking about, come on, could we? Who would we bubble up with? Yeah, could we go and have a barbecue around <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it's mad how, like you say, we're all connected and shit, but it's not the same. It's definitely not the same because obviously I've kept in contact with my family and friends and all that shit. And we've done the whole, you know, like you say, when it first started, you sit down and we're having a few beers, you know, on Zoom with a few mates. And it was good, but it's still not the same as being in the same room as your mates or, you know, or whoever. It's not the same as being in a pub. It's not the same. But these lonely people, man it must, who are prone to loneliness. And I think everyone's prone to loneliness to a degree. Yeah. But if you've got kind of a decent backbone at home or a hobby, you know, then you, yeah, you, you can you, you can definitely nullify the, <laughs> the boredom a bit. But some people don't have hobbies, man. Some people don't have a passion. You I know, know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And it's, I think that's, that's, the, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I, I just, uh, someone who has so many hobbies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't even yeah. track with that. I mean, it's the weird because I'm at the stage where like, Whereas I might envy someone that doesn't have to get up stupidly early or be interrupted <laughs> in the night by troubled sleep of a one-year-old boy. Yeah. At the same point, there's always noise in this house. There's always yeah. something going on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's tough. It's tough at the minute, like especially as we're trying to like on the weekend today. My daughter's just so wanted to be out of the house all the time. Mm. And yeah. It's just like, well, you can, but you can't stand on that stone, that stone, that stone, or that stone. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just it's it's quite tough at the minute. But we are, yeah. you know, it's the kind of you know we're building a future for you. Yeah, yeah. one patio at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's yeah, um, it's real life, isn't it? It's I, I just think it's very weird. I think it's I think this transition period is more strange to me than the full lockdown because yes, 
Definitely. I, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, should I be doing this? Should I be? It's just weird. It's so strange because I almost feel guilty for not working because I'm on furlough because right. other people are working. Whereas full lockdown, everyone was kind of off. Well, 90% of people were off. So I didn't have that guilt, that kind of feeling of, you know, yeah. I should be doing something. You know, now I'm like constantly, I just feel like I should be doing something. And I don't know where it is. I, I, even now, I still look at the time and be like, oh, it's four o'clock. I'll be getting out of school now. And I'm like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I still look at time in that in that way, like I should be doing something during those hours, you know, from nine to yeah, yeah. whatever time. Um, but and then some people aren't. I my girlfriend's quite good at just kind of being, you know, just enjoying time and not constantly He's zen with the situation. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the key thing. So for me, it's as as we have got a lot of kind of online materials, Matt. My main thing is making sure people are. Uh, just okay to log on. I mean, it's right, it's, yeah. it's, it's, e- it's email chasing. Right. Yeah, um, so I think now increasingly as we're heading back towards lessons, I want to just try and get into just like recording some kind of video lessons from home. But with a one with a one year old, it's really like pinning down to do like right. I'm going to teach a Zoom lesson mm. or a Microsoft Teams lesson today at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really hard. There's just no there's no, no guarantees of the yeah. little agent of chaos yeah. <laughs> that we've somehow yeah. bred into this world lovely but gosh is he unpredictable yeah. <laughs> I think we all were mate I think we all were but um, yeah. but no it's it, yeah it's it's cool about your um, about the beatboxing thing is it on discord you say yeah discord yeah. so yeah. it's kind of it's an interesting mix between I don't know Skype and like a kind of I don't know I would say like a WhatsApp chat in, in effect you have these kind of um, servers, you, you can kind of directly message people okay. and like bring people in on the conversation. Yeah, yeah. But with like a with a server, it kind of operates almost like a kind of uh, like a chat room. Right, right. Um, kind of invitational. So with like the clip one, effectively, there's uh, in the main body of it, there's like a general chat area. There's like an announcement bit where I can kind of tag everybody on there mm-hmm. and announce like, well, we're going to do it on Wednesday this week, folks. And okay, you got an hour until I'm putting the topic up. Yeah. Um, and you can. It just opens it up because some of the big discords, um, you can host like, I mean, hundreds of people on there. Jesus, wow! So <clears throat> they have got like a. There's usually like a to do that. They had it limited to like a voice channel thing. So you got like the text areas, which you like. It's like the old fashioned like forums used to be. I suppose. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you from that you can kind of drop yourself into like a voice chat, and then everyone in there can chat at the same time. You can have multiple voice chat channels if you want for different things. That's cool. That's Mine's cool. quite simple. I've just got like a general area, an announcements area, and then a voice chat. You can yeah. turn on, you can do video chatting through it as well, but it can get a bit over. When you've got that many people doing it, it yeah, gets overloaded. Man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. usually we'll have the audio on Discord because we can all type in there, and we usually put a Zoom on as well. Yeah. And then mute that so we can all see each other on the Zoom. Type in the idea. Discord. Yeah, yeah. And it just it works really well. But yeah. there's just a mass. There's just a massive community of Discord out there. I think it started with gamers. Um, yeah. It's primarily like a, a gaming thing. Yeah, yeah it sounds like it. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can kind of chat and like everyone could be, you know, watching the same thing or playing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and you can yeah. be all be in a all be in a, like a room together. Yeah, and for for that, it does work better than like th- things like this. This is much better for com- Skype for conversations. <coughs> and yeah, yeah. Other yeah. Things. WhatsApp's great for sending files, but yeah, generally disc just Discord. It's where the youth is hanging out. There you go, mate. That's what it's all about. Get down with the kids. You know what I mean. But um... <laughs> that is the that's the weird, that's the weirdest thing. I got I got yeah. I'm making friends with this and like not much older 
only a couple of years on the people that I'm actually teaching. So it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This, is, this, is, this is bizarre. But I'm le- <laughs> you, know, you, you, le- you learn from them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've got my, got my grey hairs all coming through, but I'm just trying to. Hey, mate, at least you've got hair. I ain't got any. Do you know what I mean? So. Oh, you, got it all, you got it all on the chin. My bald patch is here. So that's like... Well, the thing is, I used to have a big ass beard. And then, do you know when you I kind of you get a bit. I know you think I'll have a little trim, and then you have a little trim, and then you go, I'll go a little bit more, and then oh, I've gone a bit too much now. I'm going to have to do this bit, and then before you know it, you've got no beard. So it started out, you know, with good intentions and ended with just a little, little soul patch. Yeah, going it's good. On. It's, work, it's, it's working now. <laughs> I think, like, if you want the bit, there's oh, great beards that I know. Um, do you know who uh, Gus Khan is? Does like Man Like Mo Bean. Yes, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I used to work with him because he really? was a teacher. Oh, I, nice. I was at that, that was the school I was at. Nice. Um, his beard is something else. Oh, like, oh It's just it's a work of art. I think I, I, when, I, when I had my beard and I was going for it, I'd walk past people who have got, you know, the beard. You know, like the, the fucking beard. And I walked past this guy. <laughs> oh. For those of you who can't see the video, it's just, it's, it's, it's like hot fuzz, a great big bushy beard. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. hands this going dude, on. and he had the beard, man. And he was probably about <laughs> 60. Whole Gandalf looking oh. thing going, oh, mate. And like, I just wanted to just, not that there was a pipe shop nearby, but if there was a pipe shop nearby, go in, get him a nice little Gandalf pipe and go, there you go, mate. Your look is See, now complete, you know. I just got a spot in my head. You just went, you said, and I just wanted to, and then you said, not that there was a, I just got, a, just, I just wanted to not, and I'm like, yeah, I just want to just, just, get <laughs> yeah. just have a good old nice. knot on your beard. Yeah. To be fair, to, knots, everything. to be fair, that would have been, but there's another guy that gets on the bus when I, when I was going to work for all this madness, and he's a seat guy, and he's got his, um, he's, is it a turban, I think, a turban yeah. on his head, and he has this beard, and it's that long that he has to tie it round his neck, and then kind yep. of let it hang down. And even when it's yep, done that, like twice maybe, it's still pretty decent. And I just want to yeah, say, mate, no, keep it out. You know, be proud of that shit. But actually, it might, it might, yeah, it might be a hazard. But either way, but yeah, some beards, man. But yeah, you you would be inadvertently cleaning the floor. Yeah, point, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Nah, it's, it's obviously yeah, some epic beards, some glorious beards, especially old older dudes. You know, when they've got the mm-hmm. whole, like, grey fox thing going on, you know, and it's, yep. like, silver fox thing going on. And you're just like, you... Not in a weird way, but you're a sexy-looking motherfucker for your age. You know, you're doing all right. <laughs> you get to the old guys. You, you, either go to, you either go two ways. You either go yeah. Gandalf or you go Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got... Yeah, it's a very fine line. It's, it's a fine line, mostly line. dictated by BMI. Well, well, yeah, but I don't know, man. I've seen some cool-looking Santas, and I've been like... Yeah, that's true. You know, lose the outfit... But obviously, I have all the clothes on. But lose the outfit. <laughs> that's, that's you know? It's just like just take clothes no, off. No, it's getting close to summer solstice, but that's just yeah. yeah I'll take anything <laughs> Yeah, just take off your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I was thinking, what I want to do as well. Obviously, when I have musicians on the ship, um, is try and get a track together with the musicians mm. that I get on the ship. So if you're up for it, man, you know you do your beatboxing madness. I'll lay yeah, a few, yeah. you know, um, not now, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like we'll do, do a legit track or something, keep it nice and raw. Um, yeah. and then I want to release like, you know, separate singles and shit. And, um, have you ever thought about sending your stuff? Have you, have you heard of a thing called Freshnet before? I, I have not. No, no, it's on SoundCloud. Um, mm-hmm. and basically it's, a. 
is it a competition? They say it's not a competition, but it kind of is a competition. So you upload your track, and it's a direct link. You've heard of Tom Robinson, um, the, the um, guy who... Not to be confused with Tommy Robinson. Not, not yeah, heard of Tommy Robinson. Um, no, Tom Robinson, the 2468 motorway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so he's the guy who kind of takes care of it. Um, and you upload your stuff, and the audience kind of pick their five best tracks. And then usually, not all the time, but usually from the, those five best tracks, they appear on the BBC. Uh, BBC, you know, whatever. So if you upload your stuff, there's never any guarantee because you're up against, you know, people. Mm. who, Which does annoy me a little bit because there's people on there who have like 973,000 plays on SoundCloud and 99% of those are paid for. But for some reason, they usually get on. Uh, but regardless of that, it's definitely worth doing. So any stuff you have, it's on SoundCloud, Freshnet, upload it. Um, and see what happens, man. It's uh, definitely the way forward. I might try because the only like full track I got at the minute is probably like "Walk Away" would be yeah one of the few that I've got, which is actually decent enough. Do it. Yeah, I, I got yeah. lucky with the BBC actually because yeah. um, I had a what was it? Yeah, I, I, I hashtag all my stuff on Instagram. Yeah, um, and I had, it was nice to kind of like cause people can follow it and people can discover yeah, yeah. it that way. And then luckily, one guy. Um, Discovered it from BBC Radio Leicester. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, that's cool. At which point, then they came and did a. Um, he came out and did a whole. He did an interview, filmed it, wow. put it on the BBC, put it on the BBC News website. So for for a brief moment, yeah, a brief shining moment like, earlier on yes. this year in February. <laughs> it's either February or early March. I yeah. was the number one news story in Leicestershire. Go on. Which was just maths teacher. Yeah. Gets to UK beatbox champs finals. That's fucking and awesome, man. Just like, that's cool. And then there's there's a video circling out there which is like coolest maths teacher ever, and it's like <laughs> no, it's no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's fucking. I definitely cool. I fall in the category of like I I do some cool things, but then cool's an interesting concept anyway. Yeah, it's, it is. It's yeah, like, what you is do cool? Cool things, but if you try and be cool, it's not cool. Yeah. But sometimes you could be so like I mean like right now I'm wearing like a I'm wearing a Dungeons and Dragons. Like, yeah, man. Like um. Yeah, roll initiative kind of yeah. shirt. I'm surrounded by <laughs> musical instruments and just yeah, I I, yeah. I, I just do what I do. And yeah. some people, I think, luckily sometimes, I think for a few people, I have managed to be kind of that teacher. Yeah. Some yeah, people yeah. just kind of like yeah, kind of gravitate towards and yeah, just yeah. like yeah, and, but, and hopefully I can give people the if I can just live my best life. Mm. And just kind of crack on with it, and to hell with the consequences, and yeah. you know, just to hell with what people think of might be thinking before it. Mm. That if it gives them the confidence to do the same, perfect. That's what it's you? about, man. Like when I was at school, there was probably two teachers out of God knows how many that all the kids digged. You know, that were cool, like the cool teachers. You know, like that you could kind of. Build a rapport with you know, you, yeah. you, and if you build a rapport, um, not that I'm. I've ever taught children or anything, but I've done spoken word workshops and shit. And if you can build a rapport with people, man, then instantly they're just like a lot more receptive to anything you, that you're saying and, and they, they take it in. You it know, goes a long way. Yeah, yeah I agree. Because sometimes cool. they, just, they don't want to learn maths, but I'm like, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have look. You're gonna have to learn this. Yeah. So I'm gonna try my best to make it a pleasant experience. Yeah. And failing that, I will just be the most annoying person in your universe. <laughs> until get some stuff done. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah. I, I think I worried that people were just like. I think when I was younger, I thought, man, I won't go into teaching because I just worry about whether people would like me or not. Yeah. And you get more confident with age. Just think, I don't care if you like yeah. me or not. I just need you yeah. to get this done. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna, 
you need this. Yeah. Or well, failing uh, if you don't need it, you're going to sit and examine it in about half a year's time. Yeah. So you probably want to get it down. I think the whole um, thing is, uh, of you saying the worry about people not liking you again. Obviously, it definitely comes with age. But how how did you approach your music? I guess you approached it differently in regards to that feeling because if you're doing your teaching anyway, you probably kind of got used to the fact that not everyone's going to like you. Not you know you're not gonna not everyone's yeah. going to like your music. Not everyone. But I know when I started out, I was. I used to say, I don't give a shit what people think about me. But deep down, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. please like my music. Please, you know. Uh, but now... On this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I spent three months on this and it's got two likes. But anyway. Um, but now I'm just... I do it because I don't give a shit. And like, I, I, just for me. And as soon as you realise that, it's so freeing. It's such a freeing feeling, man, of not... Because mm. sometimes I used to make tracks that I thought would be popular. You know, that people that, that were along the same, in the same ilk of a certain song that was out at the time or the stuff yeah. I was saying, you know, kind of pandering to the fucking masses or trying to anyway. Um, but then, we're, talking about, we're talking about massive pandas. I mean, this is... Uh, that's it. It's, I mean, it's, it's either way. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely a freeing thing and it's very tempting mm. to sell your fucking soul, man, to, um, you know, make a shitty pop song. You know, with a female yeah. vocalist on it singing about why her boyfriend hasn't texted her back. Um, I've I've written one of those. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> yeah, no. I think there's 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 definitely such a thing as I think good pop and bad pop. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no, I mean, so many there's some good pop. So many yeah, things yeah. are so disposable, but yeah. Others I just hear and go, oh, that's an earworm. I yeah. like how you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some, like some of them. Some people yeah. really like the real deal, like uh, Charlie Puth. Mm. When I first heard some stuff, I was like, okay, he's got a nice voice. Until yeah. I realised that, like, no, he's doing everything. He's writing that. He's arranging it. He's yeah, an yeah. excellent pianist. Yeah, yeah. And he's got this, he's got a real jazz sensibility. And I started going mm. back and listening to the chords and going, oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's he, yeah. I mean, stuff like... Follow through, follow through on it. And I hadn't yeah. thought about it, but just like, mm. no, nah, he's got to where he is because he's talented. Yeah. Well, it's like... Um, properly talented. Elton John. It's, yeah. you know, the greats. Uh, not that I can... Even, even to be honest with you, even some of the like Backstreet Boys, man. I put on some Backstreet Boys, and I'm like, the production, not just the production is clean, but I mean like the hooks in it, you know, the melodies mm-hmm. and shit, and just I'm just like, fuck me, this this was, you know, the shit. This 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 yeah. is this is good well, pop, we, yeah. Because with our with with the band that we abandoned her, we do we do a lot of covers gigs, and some of my favourite stuff is the ones you think. Oh, that's quite cheesy, but it's going to go down really well. Yeah. And one that I initially had to a little fight a little bit for, but now we stick with every gig. We always do. Keep on moving by five. Nice. That yeah. song holds up. Yeah, oh man. my god. Yeah, five. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Five. Yeah. They played five. Actually, played no, no, did not. So like S Club Seven, right? Played Accrington, where I'm from. Fucking nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't go. I didn't go. But um, they played at, at <laughs> they played Accrington. And played Akron's and even Stanley went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, mate, it was like I've never known Akrington to be more excited about anything <laughs> apart from Akrington, Stanley and Pies. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was like, and tickets were like like 12 quid. And I, f- I feel so sorry because if I was in S Club 7, I was like, right, we're going to reignite our career. We're going to do this shit. We're going to fucking, right, lads, I butch you Akrington. Oh, for fuck's sake. Akrington. Oh my god! Like, have you watched? Uh, I was gonna say, have you watched Spinal Tap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like I told. If I've told them once, I've told them a million times. It's it's Spinal Tap then Puppet Show. 
God. Yeah. That f- that film is too real. Oh, it's, every, just yeah. like even on a small scale of like being in a gigging band. Yeah. If you gig, Spinal Tap is just funnier because yeah. you get yeah. it. Yeah, of course. You've been in some of those situations yeah. and yeah. I, oh, I I love that film. Yeah, it's, it's such a such a touchstone. It's um, Spinal Tap is just like you say, man, like it's funny if you weren't a musician, but mm-hmm. it's funnier when you've been yeah. in them situations where you're just like, what in the fuck's name is going on? What, why why is this happening? But I have to see it through because we're a band. We're doing... Yeah, it's like, it's like, I mean, the, the whole like Jazz Odyssey improv at the puppet yeah. show. And then, <laughs> then there's the Air Force Base yeah. uh, where the, like, the radio pack stop picking up air traffic control. Yeah. It's just, it's true. That kind of stuff yeah. just happens. Mm. And then, yeah, I, I realised as well the other day because the Air Force... Um, the person from the Air Force like showing them around in that is Fred Willard, and he died the other day. I'm really gutted because he was just really. I didn't know. That. He was a funny. He's a funny, funny man because like, I yeah. watched all, all those like, improv films like Best in Show, mm. Waiting for Government, uh, loads of them. Christopher Guest's films, mm. and they're all oh, they're just brilliant yeah. improv comedy. Yeah, that's another another thing I'd love to get into. I've got a friend. There's there's one of those in Leicester. Yeah, uh, there's a group group who do improv. And that takes like, some oh, balls though, man. That takes some proper balls I'd to be, do that. I'd be in there like a sh- I just I'm down for whatever really I'd... again again I've stu- I've stuffed up too many times I'm I'm yeah. happy to kind of well I think I'm happy to just go off the dome yeah, I think try. yeah like I've done gigs and stuff and in between I just kind of just fucking have a rant you know because I'm a bit angry and stuff so but then people people laugh and I'm like oh okay and I think so if I could probably do stand up and then the concept of me trying to purposely be funny and try to make people laugh and when you get up and no one laughs to me is I'd rather just fucking play Russian roulette with myself because that is it's a big hole in the earth, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. crickets, and you're just like, oh god. And I see people, you know, on these fucking comedy shows and shit who do it, and I'm just like, oh god, I feel the pain almost, and I'm just like, I just want to, I don't just not look, you know, cringe. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's a different type of person that can do that, man. I mean, because I, I think I think with my, I've got, quite, I like to think I've got a rapid fire. Mm. Um, if not wit, at least tongue and face. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think it's more the kind of when I see something like Badil and Skinner unplanned. I think I work. I, I like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ba- yeah, Bouncing off someone else. Like, yeah, like this this evening. Yeah. Um, just turning up and just talking and trying to at some point just fire in fire in a zinger. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Let's feeling of absolutely killing it, absolutely smashing it must be fucking incredible. Like when you're playing a gig and you play something, and you're like, yes, I nailed it. But yeah, yeah. Again, again, I reckon it just comes with practice. You know, the more you do comedy shows and the more you fuck up and no one laughs, you think, right? I need to write mm. some better shit. <laughs> I need to get better yeah, at this I, stuff. I think know? eventually for me, I'd love to. I think I've probably got a tight five in there somewhere. Yeah, that's my aspiration. At some point, I would doing stand up is something I would like to tick off my list. Yeah, I spend an awful lot of time in front of people yeah. talking on a daily basis, and yeah. sometimes I crack jokes and they and they land, and it's good. as like part yeah. Of yeah. Like, building yeah as long as you can fit it in with like the maths that you're doing yeah sometimes it's something stupid like you're doing pythagoras and someone you write down the word right angle and go oh he's a right angle <laughs> yeah and yeah. it's just like that's and yeah. then there's one as one like year nine just died of laughter when yeah. i said that i'm like storing that one for later <laughs> might be on a might be on yeah. a podcast they could be that in. they can be your uh, guinea pigs mate they can be yeah exactly yeah and yeah. that's that's the kind of thing if it, if it works there that just yeah. sometimes just something hits you funny and mm. yeah I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, Bill Hicks, man. He, he's still the man. <gasps> he's still the man in my eyes. I sometimes put Bill Hicks on just when I feel when I'm feeling a bit low or I feel a bit shit about the world. Put Bill Hicks on. I'm like, 
It's all right, Bill's here. Bill will... Uh, it just gets that big. Anyone here working marketing? Yeah. Yes. Get, and it's, Kill yourself. Oh my God, you, <laughs> yes. Oh, it's just... That, Go on, Bill. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was... Yeah, that was the... I think that was the London show. And yeah. it's just... Oh, it's vicious, vicious. Oh, comedy. it's so good, though. It's... Some it, of the best. It, yeah. Him... Have you ever heard of a guy called Daniel Sloss? Yes. Wow. Wow. He is... Some people despise him, obviously, for obvious reasons, and some people... But he's clever, man. Some comedians are so clever of, uh, with, ha- like, concepts of being... You know, the yeah. concept of being offended is, like, heavy on a clever comic's kind of radar because Frankie Boyle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the point of... At what point did you come to a comedy show and still hold this belief where you being offended mattered? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because you know it's just stupid. It's like walking into battle and then being offended when someone shoots at you. It's yeah, you're in battle, man. It depends on the arena. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I've definitely got to be at school, and you know, I'm a firm believer in the the political correctness in the kind of outside world and like that. But it is yeah, no, if it's the right arena, yeah, then the joke's gonna land. I think one of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen um, is a drag queen American called uh, Bianca Del Rio. Okay. One RuPaul's Drag Race season six. Right. One of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen. Really? Bill, I cannot repeat. Oh, What's I'll she called? You, I'll send you uh, Bianca Del Rio. Bianca Del Rio. That's a name, that. Del the, Rio. It's just the, it's the creation of Roy Haylock, uh, who and basically, <laughs> I think uh, <clears throat> what what he said about um, being like when he's in kind of Bianca mode, he just says like, I have this little roller decks of hate. Yeah. Like someone says something, I just flip through and go, I've got a line for that. Bang, yeah. and it's there. And it's yeah. instant. Nice. And it's vicious. Like, I, I, I can't. I went to the gig. I saw it down in Brighton. Can't repeat any of it. Really? And you just know <laughs> you know where the jo- Sometimes you know where the jokes are going, sometimes you don't. And it's yeah. just... Yeah. It's insane. How, I, I just think... When you see someone thinking that fast on their feet... Yeah. It's incredible. It's man. amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a clip later yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah, yeah. Be, imp- be impressed at just like... There's, there's loads of things that like drag queens can do. It's a whole diaspora of talent. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Biancas is like, right, I'm going to bury you right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's one where I think um, in full drag, uh, she did like a, it was like an interview with Joan Rivers, who I think is okay. another person of a similar style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the, the two of them were just like, bow- like, Joan Rivers is like in her 80s like at this mm. point, but they're just sitting on Joan Rivers' bed bouncing ideas off yeah. each other <laughs> and it was ch- it was just vicious really? you can hear all yeah. the people off camera trying so hard not to laugh yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah well it's i love uh, even people soft not softer but cleaner people you know like will ferrell and people like um you know people who are just so so quick you know it's at coming mm. up with something that's re- just yeah man I, i'd love yeah. to i'd love to be able to just do that shit because it's just so fucking cool man it's so cool like yeah. Bill, again Billix is just it's th- amazing it, it, it's not even the fact that he's what he's saying is clever or what he's saying is poignant or what he's saying it's just because he has the aura of I literally don't give a shit about what you think mate yeah. so. so I think his, his dad his dad was a preacher as well so yeah he's got this, <laughs> this natural authority to him that he's seen in its practice but he yeah. uses that to subvert those ideas yeah yeah uh, so uh, the most impressive stand-up I've ever seen I've seen a couple I love mm. like Bill Bailey is very whimsical Bill, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's great fun um, I saw, I think, Russell Howard as well. Really All good right. energy. Yeah. But the best one I've seen, uh, do you know Daniel Kitson? I've heard. I've heard of Daniel Kitson. He's a legend. He doesn't like do promotion or anything. You can barely find a photo of him online. There's right. a couple of things out there. Yeah. But I saw him in a show at the Roundhouse in London. Yeah. And it was basically him telling these, like, fi- it was a theatre in the round. Mm. And he just walked between these different places on stage. And each one had, like, a different light on a clicker. Okay. 
And as he went through them, he was just telling these six different narratives all kind of came together at the end. And like initially, each one's like about six or seven minutes, each one, and then he would mm. move to this other one. Yeah. And by the end, he's literally just walking almost around the stage, bringing these narratives together. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just... And yet, it, it's incredibly theatrically like brilliant. And mm. I went... I, it was so good. I went with a friend, and then I brought... I went... Came back and said to my wife, we've got to go and see it. Yeah. Went back down to London yeah. just to see that. Nice. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And it was different like the second time. He'd polished it, he'd moved moved things around, mm. and it was just like, oh, that's you can see the craft of it even yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to send you some links. You can yeah, send me some good, links, man. Yeah, yeah. Time. I love so, love a bit of good. Comedy. So, what's your um to to cap it off? What is your? Mm. I'll ask you these right. First one, the shittest gig you've ever played, where you thought, oh, this is not going well for whatever reason, or you've not enjoyed it, or <laughs> I've got two. Yeah, where you've just where point, you've yeah. just died, or yeah. One. Um, I think in terms of a, I, I've done a thing on a stage once. I've forgotten my lines on stage. I've forgotten mm. in the middle of a song. I've frozen. I've done all sorts. Yeah. I think one of the worst. I think one of the worst gigs we had was uh, it, it was actually a it was a charity show, which is immediately like <laughs> this is a bad story. Um, and it was at the King Power Stadium oh, nice. in Leicester, wow. in like not outside, but mm. in one of their kind of big big function rooms right. they got there. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a, it was like a fashion show uh, for like charities. And then we were going to like play it out or play during it and stuff like that. Yeah. And there were lo- there was like, hundreds of people there. Yeah. And like there were local people. One of the, well, the friends of the band's girlfriend was uh, was one of the models in it, and it's great. We got there. We got there early. Hmm. Had to load up in a lift and like carry all of our kit through like a room for the people getting ready makeup. The longest corridor ever. Yeah. I hit my head off a display cabinet of trophies. Nice. Nearly concussed myself. Nice. And then we were all set up by about seven o'clock. We did a quick sound check, but not mm. long because they were getting stuff ready. Yeah. And then we sat through the three hours of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, and they went, "Thank you for coming. That's great." Oh, and there's a band. What? Everyone left. Oh no! And as they were packing stuff away, we just played our little oh, hearts out. Oh no! We just shit. played. Everyone just what? We just started like with our, foot, our openings. We just went. No, skip the end. Skip. Just skip like twenty songs in. Yeah. Hit them with something bigger because we we're gonna go in with like, um, yeah, just a fairly kind of slowish start. We just like no, skip to the good stuff. Yeah. Hit some Beatles. Okay, go. Everyone just walked past oh, some of our tightest stuff. Just it was just it's just watching hundreds of people leave the second you start playing. Yeah. 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 That's got a. That's pretty bad. The other one yeah. we, we um. It was, a, I think, it was a cancer benefit gig, um, and it was that we we turned up. We spent kind of a long day. We had other like, another musician playing with us. We spent all afternoon like, rehearsing for it, and then there were more people in the band than at the benefit. Fuck. Yeah, that's shit. And it was like for a really good cause, and there was just no one. Ah. We just had a practice on stage. Yeah. yeah. And I and I put five pounds in a raffle and came away with a ninety quid watch. Winner. So that was at least a redeeming factor <laughs> of that one, but it yeah. was just. I think the worst one was the the fashion show because we got out afterwards, and every one of us was just like, "I have felt what I have felt now, where the bottom of my esteem yeah. barrel is." Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely yeah. the most deflating experience. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, we hit the, we were bigging it up so much beforehand. Just, oh, give me the King Power stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing this fashion show, <laughs> and then it was just. Oh. Soul, soul crushing. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I think that it happens, man. It happens when you play. I mean, everyone's played fucking gigs, you know, when you've had like two people there. 
It just comes with the yeah. territory, doesn't it, sometimes? But especially yeah. gigs that you hype up and you build up and you're well looking forward to and mm-hmm. then you fucking play it and then, like, your mum turns up or your dad or your cousin and you're like, hi. And you're like, ah. Oh. My mum my has never seen me. No. Like, play drums with a band ever. Because she's, she's in Birmingham. Yeah. And we have, like, um, help run, like, a community riding school. All right, okay. With kind of, with, like, with, like predominantly like rescued horses mm. so she's just never there so yeah. I, I think she's she's occasionally seen some clips but <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's all just a big all just a big mystery <laughs> well i think <clears throat> the worst one i ever played was me and i used to play <coughs> lead guitar in this in this band and uh, one, one of my anyway me and this band member we liked each other but we always grated on each other it was always that band member that you know um, so before the gig he came up with this idea of doing something and I was like nah we'll stick to what we know mate because I'm not fucking around you know I'll improv but I won't fuck around to the point where we're just axing swapping verses and chorus all that shit but he was like no no we'll do it and I was like no we fucking won't so anyway we started playing and he, and he started playing one thing long story short we had an argument <laughs> mid gig <laughs> I know man mid gig to the point where the other guitarist lost his shit and started trying to take my guitar off me <laughs> in the middle aye, aye, aye. Oh, in the middle of this gig and then I lost my shit and then my guitar ended up getting thrown down the cellar stairs. Oh, it was fucking horrible, man. And there was actually quite a few people at that gig. And for some reason, aye. this well, I was going to say for some reason they stayed, but I'd probably stay to watch that because I'm like, this is golden. This is brilliant. The band fighting. So you each look other. around and the entire audience is just popcorners appearing yeah. from nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, carry on. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was uh, that wasn't fun. But yeah, when I was yeah, young, I you know, who gives a shit? You know, yeah. I think I've always been like a, quite a doormatty person. And anyway, to be fair, in terms of changing it, I play drums, so people can just do whatever, and I'll just mm. yeah, I'll just keep, yeah, I'll just yeah, keep yeah. playing. You you yeah. go for it. Yeah. Well, we had we had um, so we had this this band, and the band was you know the music was pretty good, but our manager um, <laughs> was this crazy Irish dude who uh a lovely guy but he wasn't much of a manager anyway but he decided that obviously we get an extremely attractive female vocalist to sing over this heavy rock music right so which can work you know evanescence and shit like that uh but she just didn't have the voice for it she was just you know very soft and very not angsty and stuff like that um so yeah all the, the whole band basically ended up pandering to this um you know i want my own room it's like, love, we're playing some toilets in Accrington. Do you really, you know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, one of those. But, I mean, when you're young, it's, it's a learning curve, man. It's, it's, you know, it knocks it knocks the diva out of you. Because everyone was there when I was young, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a band, you know. And then, then, mm-hmm. then you end up playing the fucking working men's club in, I don't know, Glossop or something. And you're like... That's, that's like, that's the first, usually the first gigs. I think I love yeah. that for like... Because teaching now students who are like, there's a, there's a band at the school I play at. Yeah. Uh, play at band at the school that I teach at. <laughs> they play. Yeah. They've started getting, they started playing gigs now. And I got mm. one for them at the, uh, at the shed in Leicester. And it was just like, really good just watching them play their first few gigs. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, then it's just like, and you know what? You give it 10 years and you'll, if you're like anything like me, you'll be playing slightly better paid versions of those same gigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I you'll think. Be playing, you'll be playing more covers and. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, covers, man. That's where it's at. Well, not covers, yeah, but yeah. it's um, you know, it's you can do so many things with covers, can't you? Um, mm-hmm. But another thing as well, like covers. I've heard some covers. Oh yeah. Well, do you play computer games? Are you a computer game? Um, ish. 
less so. I, I, I'm so behind at the minute because my daughter used to like just like turning my Xbox 360 on and off. Okay. I just stopped. I stopped playing it. Right. And then with my son as well, who's the same, mm. I pretty much just again left it there. I didn't. I didn't bother upgrading to an Xbox One or or a PS4. Right. Yeah. So I've just got the kind of old gen, soon to be old old gen consoles. Mm. However, in the last couple of weeks. In a bit of a dent to my productivity, I've discovered Skyrim. Oh, mate. And, <laughs> mate. That is and that's it. Because I, I, dun- I love Dungeons and Dragons, but Skyrim yeah. is ve- it's about the closest you're going to get to a kind of D&D experience yeah, yeah, yeah. on a computer game. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. whole like, open world, you can do what you want. Yeah. And there's everything from like straight up kind of like combat stories to just, you know, silly stuff involving the Wabajack yeah. and yeah, yeah, all yeah. this kind of Skyrim, bonkers. man. Skyrim. Yeah, like I, I lost. Uh, I say lost, not. I enjoyed many, 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 many hours on Skyrim, many hours on Oblivion, the one before it. Um, But at the moment, um, Last of Us, I'm playing Last of Us 2. It's just come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've heard heard it's good. Oh, my God. Like, if I didn't have a PlayStation and I had a PlayStation 4 and I had the money, I would buy it solely just to play that game. It's, there's a part, there's a reason I mentioned, but... Talking about covers, there's the main character and she plays this cover of Take On Me by Aha. Is it Aha? Is it play? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I, I, I'd like to think, you know, I'm a sensitive guy, but I've never really welled up to a computer game in my life. But she sat and she played this and it's so... If you get if it's on YouTube, if you get a chance, type it in or something, yeah, watch it, it, and it's fucking beautiful, man. And the actor who plays... The actress, sorry, who plays the main character obviously sung it and, and I don't know if she played it, but... But it's it's beautiful, man. And like, yeah. the, the, what I love about some musicians is how they can take, you know, take on me that fucking thing and make it like a an ominous. It's people, you know, like Josie, uh, Jose Gonzalez did a heartbeats cover of Knife, and yes, you know, people can take covers and just make them their own. I, I love it. I love just sometimes listening I think, to certain yeah, covers. Yeah, well, my favourites for that is um, um, uh, it was Disturbed. Oh, sound of silence! Holy shit, that's good. First heard that, I was just like I knew it was good because he's he's his background is vocally similar. He came up through like a, a church singing Did background. It? That so makes sense. Similar to yeah, he was like a cantor at, at like a um, in a Catholic church, and yeah. I've done. I was in the church choir for eight years. Right. I've done I've done all the kind of choral steps and obviously yeah. classical stuff. Yeah. But I just heard it. It's just like his voice. He's so in control of that voice. It's incredible, man. Uh, the amount of the way he just puts the vocal fry in there. And it's just. Yeah. It's it, yeah. There's very few people in the world that can do that. I played it one of my good friends, and um, he's well into his like um, Simon and Garfunkel, you know all that shit. I said, "Oh mate, you'll love this." He played it. it was like, oh, "I didn't like that." I was like, "What the fuck? Why didn't you like that?" And he was like, "Nah, just not my thing." But I think it's just because it's such a different, you know, take take on it. I want to say because it's the original was ominous in its in its own right, but mm. this one is just the hairs on the back of your neck shit going on and you're just like how in fuck's name like did you see the live um yeah, the, performance the, the, we performed it on yeah it, yeah. Was on, I was not, it wasn't Letterman it was something something like that yeah yeah, yeah yeah what a talk show Jesus oh, Christ amazing. yeah incredible man yeah it just pans across and the drummer's got two timpani and you're like yeah. alright this is gonna be good yeah <laughs> but it's, it was funny though because to look at him you think this is going to be some fucking down with the sickness, and then oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he comes out with this beautiful fucking haunting voice, and you're just like wow. But yeah, the, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's always been. I remember Disturbs like the album, the Down with the Sickness album. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
God, there's some amazing tracks in there. But one of the best ones was like, um, I think they did a Phil Collins cover. Really? And it, yeah, it's just um, it, I forget which one it is now. But it was it was something that it was they, it was the title of the song, and then like two thousand after it. Right. Okay. But it, it's absolutely because he just he just he just can sing. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. really, really well. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Some people like um, my, my girlfriend. She worked in a. That's entertainment, so it was like a CD shop. And she said it was mm-hmm. funny because a lot of old people were come older people coming in, you know, 50s and that, coming in going, oh, have you got the new Disturbed album? And my girlfriend was like, excuse me? You know, like these people that would have never bought a Disturbed album, you know, because of because of that song. Um, so, yeah. so I imagine them going and listen to The Sound of Silence and then... <laughs> <laughs> so then buying the album, yeah. like, this is, this is not it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I thought it was brilliant. It's, it's, it's the same. It was indirectly when a lot of people were like, when Chop Suey came out for System yeah, of a Down, yeah, man, yeah, and everyone kind of went like that, and then they listened yeah. to the album and went, "That's not the same." Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. it is. It's just Chop Suey is just this kind of really like polished pinnacle of what yeah, they, yeah. what they could do at that time. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear like the rest of the album. And it's just the kind of raw guts and like the kind of Armenian folk metal, crazy and jazz shit. It's awesome. Like, absolutely yeah. great. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It, I saw um, System at Leeds. Years and oh. years and years and years and years ago, and I didn't know who yeah. who they were. This was when they just released Toxicity. Uh, yeah, their album Toxicity. Toxicity. I didn't know who they were, and I remember stood there, and on the same bill was Marilyn Manson as well, um, and I think it was Eminem as well. I think, but anyway, Ooh, yeah. So good bill. yeah, man. Uh, but I was stood there, and Slipknot, uh, and I was stood there. Yeah, I was stood there, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And it was a you know the guitarist who was like the weird crazy. You know the guy who does all that weird shit with his tattoos and stuff. Yeah, uh, d- uh, yeah. Um, What's he called? Darren. Darren Malakia. Yeah, yeah. Or Damon Malakia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was stood at the side of the stage. There was no music playing at this point. It was just they were they were about to perform, and he was just stood there doing all this weird kind of stuff. And then the main singer started singing some Armenian madness, and the guitarist was just kind of like crotch thrusting <laughs> in front of the stage. <laughs> And every you could see everyone going, "Who the fuck are these?" But and then as soon as he started playing, I was like, "Jesus Christ, these are this is something new." It's, it's, it, it just didn't make sense in my mind because I was like, "Because the Armenian scales, I don't get it, or whatever they use, is just so unlike metal that you've heard before." And the way he sings, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was just incredible. Then I think after that, or a few after that, Slipknot came on. And I was just like, this is fucking crazy. For that whole Leeds Festival, I didn't sit down for that whole main stage. I just stood up for like yeah, yeah. 10 hours or some shit. But yeah, there's some incredible fucking... Uh, um, did you ever hear Corey Taylor's Christmas song? Yes, I did. did you? Yeah. <laughs> That's a Christmas song. That's all right. Was it? Fuck. No, not fuck Christmas. Something like that anyway. But yeah, I was like, he's a lad. But the, the bass player, did he kill himself? I think. Slipknot bass player. Um, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, something. It wasn't. I it wasn't the clan. It, it was definitely. Yeah, but one of the one of the band. Yeah, but yeah, I watched the um, it was like a biopic thing, whatever, on YouTube, and that's fucking incredible, man. Like the knowledge again of you know every musician involved in, you know, like they were describing the idea behind the album, what they wanted, and and one of the albums they put behind, not put behind, but they got the ideas from Pink Floyd. Um, mm. You know the concept album and all that kind of stuff, and then it's weird when you actually hear them say that. I can't remember which album it is. Um, might be Iowa. They all do right. link. They all do link together. You know, like lyrically and melodically and stuff like that. But and Mars Volta. Are you a fan of the Mars Volta? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. especially the drums. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah. That just uh... another band. The first time I heard that the album, I just had to take a minute after it, and I was like, uh, I don't know what I just heard. I don't know what I've just heard. But yeah, um, singer from at the driving, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was two of them went across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from like the drive, and then yeah, it kind of reformed. But the progression. I think there are a lot. I think Mars Alter are like, in some ways, more experimental and less raw than at the drive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's more control there, but like some of the stuff they pulled off is insane. Amazing. Yeah, definitely, man. It's because uh... that's the thing for me. I'm kind of, I listen to that stuff. A lot of my ones, I always find, I value catchiness. Yeah. So for some of me, some of the big acts was like Muse, Biffy Clyro, yeah, Queens yeah. of the Stone Age, hmm. and like, I just. I love hearing something that just kind of, and Foo Fighters like just grabs yeah, you like, yeah. you will remember this song. Yeah, it's gonna stay with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that that I think is just something you can't put a price on. No, I think a hook or like a catchy. Um, sometimes it's not even, it's not even a lyric. It's not even. It's just a feel of the song. I find you know, you know, like mm. like a almost a feel of it. Um, obviously, there's that Foo Fighters that is someone getting the best of you or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Best of you, I think. Um, yeah, best of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the first time I heard that, I was like, it's not a particularly incredible song, but it also is. Like, it's a strange, yeah. so simple, you know, it's such a simple fucking song, but it just you works. You know that's going to come back round on you. It's going to repeat on you later on. Yeah, 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 definitely. And Like, like bad cheese, yeah. it's going to come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely something to it, man. Definitely something to it. Right, well... I will let you. What you're going to do with the rest of the evening then? Any plans? Sleep. I've sleep. Got kids. I, fair, sleep. Fair point. Fair point. Like I was this morning. I think I was. He got up at like he was up well before seven. Oh man. And he'd been kind of crying out in the night. At a, at gone like half midnight. Right. Yeah. So I'm just a bit. Whilst one of those in every in every while is okay. I yeah. The thing they don't tell you about parenting is the it's the way it it's attrition. Mm. It just slowly chips away at what you can. <laughs> Right. Do yeah. so. I think this morning I was there with like him playing downstairs. My daughter was up as well. Yeah. And I'm like, my wife is trying to get a few extra minutes sleep so she can be a human being. I am like curled up on the sofa. Yeah. Just trying to, <laughs> trying to get any kind of like any rest that I can. Yeah. 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 And then it's been a, it's been a frustrating day of like raining on unset mortar and trying to panic and cover over. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. Sounds fun, mate. Well, it's, it's just great. Um. Yeah, well, well, thank you for coming on, mate. It's been um, oh, th- this me. is the first time that we've ever properly chatted, I think. But um, we have because yeah, we got to know it was like through it was Ninja P. It was shit, Ninja P. Fuck yeah, he's um, now Vicar in a tutu, I believe. Vicar in a tutu, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I did such a good name. Who <laughs> is this person? That's ah, yeah. yeah, such a good name, man. Such a good name. But I just remember, that, yeah, because that's it was as good as Nicholas Parsons. Yeah, which is like I heard the joke, knock knock, who's there? Nicholas Parsons, Nicholas yeah. Parsons, who? Nicholas Parsons, who should not climb trees. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah man. Always appreciated. The, yeah. The <laughs> no, it's good. But yeah, but you know, well, um, when you get your uh, Discord kind of whatever perfected, yeah, perfected, yeah, when yeah. It's not just a, when it's not just like uh, it ranges <laughs> between five and fifteen people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ranges between a couple of mates to like sometimes like Frosty, the uh, the guy who is like the mm. current online world champion that's and a former cool. vice world champion. Sometimes pitching that's fucking in. badass. So that's cool. But yeah, it's, it's lovely. But it's some nights it's just like two or three people. Hey so. man, it don't matter. But yeah, like when, so when you get up and going, I'll get some get some peeps involved and uh, we'll uh, 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. We'll yep. 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 We'll some yep. Shit, sorry. yep. 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 Absolutely. I, was, I, th- I genuinely thought you were doing that with with your mouth, and I was yep. like, "That's yep. some yep. fast yep. shit." Yep. 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 <laughs> right, that's, mate. I just that's the thing of options, options, options. <laughs> options. Uh, have a good night. Yeah. Mate. Same and, to uh, you, mate. All right. It's been fun. Take care. Take care, mate. Bye bye. See you. Bye bye. So there you go. That was the podcast, the pop podcast with Guru Music. You can find Guru Music on Instagram. His name is spelt G-U-U-R-U music. And you know how to spell music because you're not an idiot. Uh, but yeah, the music you can hear now is actually from the upcoming EP from Hugs and Kisses. Hugs and Kisses is myself and Costi's other project. So keep an eye out for that. That's coming out in the next month or so. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Don't take life too seriously because fuck that noise. And peace out, you bunch of freaky motherfuckers.